What's up, everybody? This is Shots from the Winchester podcast brought to you by Greencastle Consulting. I'm your host, Al Green. And today we're having an awesome, fun conversation with a guy who has awesome beard game. His name is Sean Wallace. <laughs> How's it going, everybody? <laughs> budget controller? Yes. You do budget control. You do um, process improvement. Yep. Yeah, I'm uh, uh, the lead for the process improvement at Greencastle here and uh, working on the internal methods and uh, systems that we have for that. Nice, man. I mean, that's awesome. Like, yeah. Uh, and I'm, like I say, I'm new here. I've been here for maybe six months now. So I'm getting to know a lot of people. I'm getting to know more people here and I'm getting to know more about the processes that we do here yeah. too. So I'm glad to have a conversation with you. For so sure. you're a tequila guy. Yep, I sip <laughs> bourbon, mix gin, and shoot tequila. So we're going to do, what is this, Terramana? Yeah, I've never had that one before, but it's a small batch of tequila, Reposado. So, yeah. you know, we'll give it a shot, see let's, what happens. Let's see what happens here. Yeah, and it's very early in the morning, just so everybody knows. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't even had my second coffee yet. Right. <laughs> well, did I give you more? Yeah, it's all good. <laughs> all right, brother. All right, cheers, man. Cheers. Whoops, I didn't bang it. It's not bad. Wow. Yeah, it's got some good flavor to it. I was expecting that to hit weird, but that was good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, nice and smooth. Yeah. So let's talk about you. Let's talk about, first of all, your awesome beard. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Been growing I, it since the day I got honestly, out. Honestly, <laughs> like, I can't do it. It won't come in. Like, uh, like I have these little patches right here. Yeah. Nothing else will come in. Oh. So all I can do is do like the evil spot, uh -huh. the evil, you know what I mean? The goatee. It's it. That's I was worried I about that when I got out. I was like, man, I've been wanting to grow a beard for forever. And like, what if I get out and can't? I know. It was funny when I got out, before I got out, actually, I asked the, um, the CEO if I could grow my hair out a little bit. So, yeah. Because um, I was going to get locks again when I came yeah. out. I had no Article 15s. I had no issues with me. I was awesome at my job. So he was like, Sure. Just yeah. keep it tight and up and yeah. uh, you're good. I'm like, all right. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome when you find a good officer that's able to, yeah. uh, you know, kind of like, you know, use some judgment and be yeah. like, all right, man, I got you. <laughs> My guys in the motor pool weren't that happy because I was, <laughs> I was rocking the Craig Mack and they were like, well, how are you allowed to do that? I'm like, talk to the CO. <laughs> all you got to do is try and get out of the army, you know, <laughs> exactly. for the low, low price of becoming a civilian. <laughs> Speaking oh. of the army, like, um, I saw that you've been all over the place. You've been in Iraq, you've been in Kuwait, you've been in Afghanistan as well. Yeah. Tell me a little bit about your service. Yeah, so, you know, went active duty after I graduated college and commissioned as a second lieutenant. Uh, went down to Fort Benning for armor school, uh, in the reconnaissance course, and then blew my back out trying to get through uh, ranger school. Uh, went on to Fort Riley, Kansas, where I was a platoon leader, tank platoon leader. Wow. deployed to Kuwait, uh, like within like two or three weeks of getting there, uh, took over the company executive officer position for our sister company. And then uh, while we were shortly thereafter uh, is when ISIS was getting real squirrely in Iraq. Mm. Uh, so we got sent forward to do an advise and assist mission with the Iraqi army. Um, and we were the first, you know, official U.S. Uh, forces forward uh, mm. since the height of the invasion, uh, you know, in Iraq. And, uh, you know, we were out in uh, Camp Taji just helping out the uh, Iraqi army and kind of learn how to, you know, fight the enemy and everything. So oh, yeah. um, after that, I was back in uh, Fort Riley, Kansas as a AS3 for a little bit before going on to the military intelligence captain's career course uh, wow. down in uh, Wachuca, Can uh, Wachuca, Arizona. Um, after that, uh, moved on to Fort Stewart, 
Georgia and subsequently the Hunter Army Airfield uh, down in Savannah, Georgia, uh, where I deployed to Afghanistan as the uh, S-2, which is the intelligence officer uh, for an aviation battalion. Uh, we were uh, combined arms, so we had the Apache Black Hawk and the Chinook, uh, you know, wow. companies under us. Um, you know, so after that, I was back up in uh, Fort Stewart at, as the Brigade AS-2 uh, Assistant Intelligence Officer. Uh, spent some time up there. Uh, you know, the back was getting worse and worse, and you know, decided to see what the civilian life was like, and yeah. uh, haven't looked back since. Yeah, yeah. There's a consistency with people that get out of the military that don't have a plan. Did you have a plan when you got out? Yeah, so initially, uh, you know, I, I, my older brother has a small business in the area. Um, he asked if I would give him a little bit of time helping him get some systems and processes in place. Um, you know, so spent about a year working with him, just kind of helping establish those systems and processes. And then uh, started applying out for some great and awesome jobs. And about three weeks later, the pandemic hit. Oh, and uh, the only person that was growing during the pandemic was yours. And you know, you, you know it, it's Amazon. Amazon <laughs> was the only person growing. So that oh, was the yeah. only place hiring, uh, you know. Knew the horror stories about, you know, managing warehouses, uh, you know, specifically with Amazon, but decided to give it a best shot. Uh, stuck it out for about a year, a little over a year, mm. and, uh, you know, incredibly toxic facilities. So started looking elsewhere. Um, Greencastle was trying to poach uh, my wife while she was getting out of the army, which is how I learned about you guys <laughs> in the first place. She yeah. was like, you can't have me, but uh, I think my <laughs> husband maybe. So, uh, you know, heard about you guys, reached out to Jeffrey, and it's been uh, history ever since. Wow, that's awesome, man. I was so skeptical, you know, at first, because it's, you know, everything that they tell you expect to expect with this place. I'm like, man, this, it seems, seems too good to be true. Yeah, whatnot. yeah. And, uh, you know, I've, uh, I've always kind of been waiting for that, you know, uh, other side to show. But, you know, <laughs> the way I, you know, kind of capsulate how, like, I feel about the company to, you know, friends and family is that, like, when I was in the Army, any time that there was, you know, a dining in, a hail and farewell, uh, mm. you know, any anything like that. I looked mm. for a reason not to be there. Hated, yeah. you know, <laughs> didn't want to be with my, you know, coworkers after work. Mm. Uh, same thing with Amazon, you know, every mm. time they tried to do extra curriculars, it was like, nah, not me. Yeah. Now, whenever Greencastle has an event and I can't make it, I'm like, oh man, yeah, like, yeah. Yeah, I, know. I want to go, you know, so. They turn up. Yeah, it's, uh, <laughs> and, and you know, it's just uh, the camaraderie, the, you know, the, the friendships that you build here. Yeah. There's not a person in this building that I don't like, you know. Yeah. Some I like more than others, but you know, <laughs> you there's nobody I dislike. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's good stuff, man. And how do you feel that your military career informed how you work here today? Is that so? Some people they have a career in the military, but they can't transition that into civilian life. Have you been able to figure out a way to do that? It seems that the process improvement part of what you do here is kind of from what you did also in the military. Yeah, you know, uh, initially when I got out, you know, as uh, as an ex-tanker, you know, it's like, man, civilians don't have tanks to play around with. So, <laughs> right. you know, I, I've either go, got to use my intelligence with the, you know, government level agencies or, uh, you know, something, I don't know. So, you know, I didn't realize what kind of marketability that I had until, you know, I got here. You know, I was even skeptical about my own abilities coming to this place. You know, I've only ever been, you know, a tanker or an intelligence officer. Like, what, am, right. what do I have to offer the civilian world? 
Um, but you know, you re you get here and you realize, like you know, it's stuff that we've always been doing. It's just been called something else. You know, so right. the process improvement is you know a perfect example. You know, process improvement, Lean Six Sigma. It's all about eliminating waste and making you know the process more efficient, more effective, uh, all that good stuff. So uh, you know, reducing the uh, defects and everything, trimming the fat. Exactly. Yeah. So you know. It's exactly what we are always did in the military. You know, in, in the military, you typically, uh, you know, change duty stations probably an average of what, like every 18 months or yeah, so. Yeah. You're probably in two jobs every duty station, so you're changing jobs every two months or so. Right. You know, in every job you walk into, you're expected to immediately figure out what is wrong with that unit. You yeah. know, whether it's a squad, platoon, you know, up to a brigade, figure out what's wrong with that unit, figure out how to fix it quickly. Yeah implement a plan to train, you know, to fix it and get it up to speed and, you know, fix the deficiencies. And then most importantly, codify that into some sort of a document that, you know, we typically call a standard operating procedure, mm -hmm. you know, in the army um, and all in time to hand it off to the next guy coming in. So, you yeah. know, it's, it's what we do, you know, day in and day out in the military, but now I've got fancy terms to put to what we were already doing. So yeah. while it was overwhelming, uh, you know, at first, you know, I realized that there are, you know, so many, you know, parallels to what we do, how we do it in the military and, you know, how the civilian world operates as well. So yeah. uh, definitely a lot of crossover and uh, one that I think that a lot of people don't realize. Coming out of the military too, uh, perks and benefits uh, is one of the things that I also, I took advantage of my GI Bill yep. when I got out to go to school mm -hmm. for what I do now, which is video production. Yep. Um, but I noticed also that a lot of people don't take advantage of the of those um, different benefits yep. and stuff like that. Um, like I haven't even taken advantage of my VA loan yet. Oh, okay. You know, which I'm kind of happy about to some extent because I'm looking to maybe get a duplex soon. Interest you know. rates right now are not great. No, so I know. Using I'm that waiting. VA loan yeah. is going to help. You Hopefully, know? Yeah, yeah. At least with like the down payment mm -hmm. and everything else like that. Uh, depending on if people are or want to use the, you know, because there's a little pushback with the VA loan with um, different um, real estate agents yeah. and stuff like yep. that because of, uh, I guess it's the stringent um, technique in which they go through the house and, yep. you know, find anything, which is the white glove process, you know, mm -hmm. which is, I wish when I bought my last house, because there were some soft walls, you know, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. So typically banks, you know, uh, will go through, they've got to make sure that their investment is protected. Um, yeah. You know, I, I've, I've learned a lot over the years uh, dealing in real estate, uh, buying, selling, flipping. I've had rentals, uh, you know, I've been in and out of real estate, you know, constantly got my real estate license just to understand the, uh, you know, the process better and never yeah. actually practiced or anything. But mm. Um, you know, the bank needs to protect their investment, but you're right, the VA goes above and beyond to protect that investment. Um, you know, it's a pain in the butt, but it, it helps it helps protect us, you yeah. know. Uh, they are gonna be going through with a white glove. They aren't gonna give you any cuts or breaks or anything like a normal bank would. Um, you know, but at the end of the day, they're protecting you, you're getting a good interest rate. You can get in for little to no money down without suffering that interest rate. Um, you know, you can uh, only ever have one active at a time, but you know, uh, it's it's definitely something to take advantage of. You can use it for rental properties as long as you're residing there as your primary residence, mm -hmm. um, you know, for uh, an undetermined amount of time. There's no mm -hmm. real, uh, unless they've updated it recently, there's no real rule on how long you need to reside there as your permanent residence. So mm -hmm. there are some loopholes that guys will play with, you know, putting that as their permanent residence and living somewhere else and <laughs> renting it out, which I would not recommend. 
men, but <laughs> right, um, right. you know, it, yeah. it's it, it's it's a it's a different process than most home buyers are used to. Mm. Um, not significantly, but enough so that you should do a little bit of research heading into it. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely taking advantage of benefits, um, especially uh, there's things that I forget about, like going to Home Depot. Home Depot has a huge. Well, yeah. well, I think it's like 10 percent. Yeah. It's ridiculous. Right? It's awesome. So I'm always over there buying whatever I need. So I had to I signed up for that recently. But sometimes I think what I do is because of myself, I um, <clears throat> I like to get on with by my own merits, yeah. you know, not not for any benefits based on anything except for that. And yeah. so sometimes I get a little bit like oh yeah i'm uh taking advantage of the, my, my veteran thing but that was part of the deal you got benefits because of your service to the country exactly and so definitely don't be embarrassed to use any of those services because yeah. they are available and they're beneficial especially for your family uh and yourself so absolutely look and uh you know i kind of had that mentality you know looking into the va disability um you know i've got constant pain in my back you know yeah. i've got no hearing left you know i've got issues out the zoo and i'm like well you know like i i, I never got into like a crazy gun battle or anything i never got blown up like i don't mm -hmm. deserve you know but then i you know talking with uh you know a v va rep one day he's like we've got guys that are getting you know dropped from basic you know because they're overweight and can't work out and mm. they're getting a hundred percent you know so like wow. you know you have done more you know than enough you know yeah. and and a lot of veterans have that mentality of like well somebody's had it worse so i don't deserve it you know yeah. and it's not about yeah. like gatekeeping it's not about you know who saw worse or who did more or anything mm. like that it's about you know, you signed up, you agreed to do, you know, the job. They've got systems and processes in place to say, hey, for doing this job, when you get out, like, we're going to take care of you in X, Y, and Z way, right. as long as you're, you know, a decent, you know, human being and do what you're supposed to in the military and stuff. Right. Um, you know, and speaking towards, like, the not knowing of some benefits out there, I didn't know that vocational rehab through the VA was an option. Oh. Um, you know, so when I got out, uh, I'm big into woodworking. I already had a, yeah. uh, you know, a degree, uh, you know, figured, you know, why not? Like, why not use my uh, VA or my post 9-11 GI Bill and go to, you know, carpentry school, you yeah. know, kind of learn, you know, like I've, all, you know, I've learned everything I've learned from, uh, you know, YouTube. So yeah. I was like, might as well learn the right way to do things, <laughs> um, yeah. you know, so used to go through there and then, uh, you know, use that up. And then shortly after I was like, man, I should have used that for a master's degree. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, well, that's going to come out of pocket eventually. But then I was yeah. talking to one of my buddies and, you know, vocational rehab is for, you know, uh, veterans that are in a career path that does not fit their abilities based off of their disabilities. So mm. I was managing a, a, a warehouse. I was on my feet for, you know, 12 to 14 hours a day. I've got, you know, severely, you know, messed up back mm. and uh, it was brutal, you yeah. know, so reached out to the VA and just kind of started asking some questions and they were like, yeah, absolutely. If you want something, you know, that will set you up for more of like a desk job, mm -hmm. uh, you know, tell us why, tell us how, and we'll get you the money, you know, wow. and, uh, it's, it's an amazing, you know, opportunity, you know, uh, they w if you do have the post 9-11 GI bill, they're going to tap into that first. Yeah. But once that dries up, they'll cover the rest of it. And wow. if you want to get some certifications while you're in that, you know, like if I, like while I was in the master's program, if I wanted to get 
Lean Six Sigma or something, mm -hmm. I could make the case to my case officer and say, hey, listen, I was looking at some jobs. This one said, you know, that they, they're looking for somebody with Lean Six Sigma. I think that is going to make it more, make me more marketable mm -hmm. to the, uh, you know, uh, workforce. Mm -hmm. uh, and they would check into it, say, all right, go ahead, you know, we'll pay for it. So nice. uh, definitely a really good opportunity for veterans out there, uh, something to keep in mind. That's really good. That's yeah. really good. And you mentioned woodwork. Yes. So you've done a few projects here for Greencastle. I know you did a, a wood piece, and we'll show you the, the photos and the, the video, actually, because yep. you've made a few things. You've done the wood piece, which is the logo for Greencastle, which is in the front now. Yep. And you also did a cabinet. Like, yes. Yeah. I don't want to say it wrong. Like uh, Hidden storage. Hidden storage. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hidden yeah, yeah. storage, you know. Uh, yeah. So. Uh, when they approached me about making the sign, you know, we had a couple different people with a couple of different ideas and, uh, you know, you couldn't really come to a consensus. So I made two mock-ups of like what could work. Um, nice. And once they kind of made their decision on what path they wanted to go on, I was like, man, these mock-ups are kind of nice to just throw away. Like, how can I <laughs> repurpose this? Yeah. So I figured, I was like, you know what, let me make like some hidden storage. So, yeah. um, you know, I took them, mounted them on to, you know, a box that I built. You used an RFID uh, locking mechanism, some wow. hinges, and, you know, and uh, yeah. That's smart, man. I like yeah. that. <laughs> yeah, so there will be two of those, the sign on the front desk, and then I'm making a replica of the front desk one nice. uh, that will be mobile. It's being held, it's going to be uh, assembled and held together by uh, acrylic one inch rods with magnets attached to the end of the rod nice. and then magnets inside of the hole that was bore out. So those all click together. So, mm -hmm. you know, when Greencastle's out representing at an event, you know, mm -hmm. maybe the Eagles game because they, uh, <laughs> yeah. they, they got those box seats oh, now man, or the, yeah. the suite or whatever we're calling it, <laughs> you know, take it out there and yeah. let them know who we are and uh, represent, you that's, know. That's a good idea man yeah i yeah, like that i like yeah. that a lot um last thing i want to get into yeah. and actually probably one of the most important things actually i want to get into is that you just got married i did yeah, yes yeah. yeah and and it's not just like one of those like not to put down you know the average wedding but you went to new orleans right yep and you got married by a voodoo priestess we did yeah <laughs> yeah yeah so you know shelby and i aren't really religious uh mm -hmm. you know we knew that we wanted a small event um you know so we agreed that we were gonna elope we were kind of kicking around ideas i was thinking you know do the cliche like go to vegas and get married by an uh, elvis impersonator yeah. uh but you know we, we've uh, both always wanted to get to new orleans and hadn't so mm -hmm. we decided to do that and i was like you know the only way i'm gonna do it is if we can find a voodoo priestess down there to marry us and she was <laughs> like sold um you know so then we started looking at like you know who we're gonna invite and we're like well we gotta have a best man and a you know uh Maid of honor and blah, blah. So like, we've got to invite this person, but if we invite them, it's gonna we got to invite this person. So <laughs> yeah. within like five minutes, we had like 20, 20 people on our list. And uh, you know, I was like, stop, nope. But <laughs> yeah. we're gonna simplify this. Right. Uh, my uh, my NCOIC from Afghanistan or right hand man mm -hmm. uh, in Afghanistan is now you know a professional photographer uh, nice. down in Savannah, and we're still very close with him and his wife. Mm -hmm. And uh, I was like. He's gonna come, Caleb's gonna come as the photographer. You know, he's got a company called I Am Candid Photography. He's gonna nice. be our guy. 
and Eileen's wife is going to be our witness. We've got to have a witness. Nobody can argue about them being invited and not being invited. Like, right. are you a photographer? No, right. then shut up. Yeah. Or, you know, and like she, you know, like right. she's obviously going to be coming with him. So yeah. like two birds with one stone. I was right. like, nobody else is invited. Like no family. No, it's just them. So, yeah. uh, you know, they came down. He did an amazing job with the photography. Um, you know, she was awesome, you know, really helped, uh, you know, Shelby getting ready and, you know, uh, keeping her nerves calm, keeping her drink <laughs> filled, you know, yeah. all that stuff. Yeah. And, uh, you know, we had a lot of fun, you know, it was, it was very different. You know, uh, we were in mostly black and, you know, purple accents. Awesome. Um, you know, we, we, we used a lot of smoke moms for the photography, <laughs> yeah. you know, I'm sure that you're, you're going to throw some of these Put up these at the end, up, uh, yeah. so get you, get you some of the pictures, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it was a lot of fun. We loved every second of it. And then once we got home, and uh, you know, a couple months later, we did a, a mock reception, you know, with friends and family. Just nice. come hang out, eat, drink, have a good time so that everybody got an opportunity to celebrate in a low-stress atmosphere where they didn't yes. have to, right. you know, get dressed up. They yeah. didn't have to buy, you know, a crazy present. They just had to show up, have some yeah. drinks, and have some food and go home. Yeah. I used to shoot weddings a lot, and I saw that constantly. Money just flying out the door. Yeah. The moment you say wedding, mm -hmm. the birthday cake basically that you buy turns yep. from like $30 to $200. Yep. So it's like, yeah, it's a whole racket there. But most of the people don't want to sit through some ceremony and watch it. Like, they just want to celebrate. They just want to party. You yeah, know, I'm not exactly. going to make you sit through a church ceremony or anything. You know? <laughs> no, like, no. Uh, yeah. yeah. Just, yeah. just come show up, have some fun, celebrate us. Forget about the rest. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Well, this was great having this conversation with yeah, you. Yeah, I had a blast. Definitely. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Thanks well, again. Thank you, Al. Yeah. I appreciate it. Thanks Absolutely. for having me on. For sure. And guys, make sure you like and subscribe to Shots from the Winchester podcast. We're always uploading new episodes every Tuesday at 11. So check us out. Have a good one. Same.